Welcome to the AAOF's clinical podcast series. I'm Dr. Andrew Pucker. I'm a fellow in the Academy. I am also a diplomate in the cornea contact lens and refractive technology section, and I'll be your host today. Today, I'm joined with Dr. Justin Kwan. He is the uh, Senior Manager of Myopia Management at CooperVision, and today we'll be discussing the six-year MySight data results. Dr. Kwan, could you just give us a little bit of background on why this is such an important study and why why we should know about this. Yeah, thanks Dr. Pucker and to the Academy Foundation for putting this together. And I think um, as CooperVision, like we definitely like to lead uh, with evidence-based treatments. And, and up to this point, you know, thinking back nearly a decade, there weren't a lot of myopia studies that had followed children in that young progressing uh, age group for more than two years. And, and so, you know, as we got the FDA approval, you know, or planned for the study, the first three years were very important to add an additional year uh, to, I guess at the time, the standard was two years. And so not only that, but to be able to extend it to years four, five, and six, uh, really gave us a lot of opportunity to look at myopia and how it changes and progresses, uh, both untreated and treated. Uh, there's just a lot of learnings that uh, we're able to draw out uh, now that we have a six and, and seven year study as well. It's amazing we now have this FDA approved product and, you know, we got some good data. What new from this six-year study can we gain that hasn't been talked about in the three-year study that we recently learned about? Yeah, so we have, you know, two groups of kids with a little bit of tre uh, different treatment history. You know, uh, half of them got six years of MySight <laughs> and the other got MySight for, for three years. And that was the point where we took the control group put them in the MySight. It was the ethical thing to do so that now they get the benefit from treatments. And um, a, a lot of the results are pretty fantastic. You know, for us as doctors and clinicians to know, MySight, you know, actually on average, six years in MySight, you get less than one diopter of total progression. And as a minus 10 myself, I progressed the diopter in one year and these kids progressed the diopter over six years. So it's a pretty dramatic slowing uh, when you uh, start to think about how quickly kids get worse in their myopia, uh, particularly at you know, age eight, nine, 10, and, and so on before they naturally slow down. Another data point from the study is that um, if we think about this really high bar of refractive stability, and that was defined as only a quarter diopter of total change or less. So to put that into context, that's a minus two 10-year-old uh, who six years later is getting their driver's license as a minus 225. Um, nearly 23% of the, the kids, the eyes, were able to achieve that very high bar. So one in four times, you know, it, it, it really is within a quarter diopter. And that actually helps me think about some questions I get. Oh, you know, your current, you know, power maximum is minus six. Should I even start a minus 550? I'm like, you have a one in four chance it's not going to move past 575. So I'd say that there's not a lot of other uh, similar efficacious products, at least with the six-year uh, kind of backing that. So I think FDA approval does mean a, a heck of a lot to parents. And I think that's a very important thing to factor in because that's based in, in our science and our data. I think that gets to an important point. So in, in your opinion, what refractive error should you start treating patients with my site? Yeah, well, our lowest power is minus a half, you know, and I think most of us would be hard pressed to maybe even convince ourselves or parents that this minus a half unaided is maybe a soft 
2020 unaided. And, and so there's not a lot of motivation for the child to wear contact lenses for vision correction at that point. They, maybe they can tell a difference, obviously with minus a half compared to nothing. Uh, but I think a lot of our doctors are, are starting to put children in my sight around the minus 75 or minus one, where they're starting to truly realize the benefits of vision correction. And, and the kids could probably care less about myopia control at this point, but the parents start to see wow, this is benefiting them on the hockey rink, on the baseball field, in gymnastics. And at the si same time, as a two-in-one, uh, they're getting vision correction and the slowing of their myopia progression. So uh, we always say treat every child with myopia because a child's growing, their shoe size is growing, their, their pants are getting shorter, they're getting taller. Uh, so we know instead of waiting for progression, we say waiting is worse. You can't get that time back. We know that kids are growing, their eyes are growing. So treat every child with myopia. I totally agree. You know, you got a seven-year-old who's minus one. It's like, what, 99% chance they're going to keep progressing. So yeah. why not catch them early and hopefully get more bang for your buck? And in fact, we kind of use that almost um, when cost might come into play a little bit. Like, what if a parent doesn't have the means to afford 100-something a month for a treatment program? Sometimes we might, in our back pocket, say, can we just get one year? Because when they're young that year of slowing is the most important rather than waiting for them. And now they're a minus three and we gotta work that much harder and they already have accrued also that increased myopic maculopathy risk by that time, yeah. Awesome. Well, is there any other cool facts or findings from the study you want the, the uh, listeners to know about? Yeah, it's great to see that, you know, when we have this control group that now got treatments, we're able to really see um, new things. It, it was almost a, a blessing in disguise, because while we lost the control group, now we can compare uh, the treated to their untreated prior years. And what fell out of that analysis was that my site works, and these kids respond. 90% of these kids respond uh, to my site. So only a small 10% did not respond. And how we know that is that their pre-treatment growth was kind of similar to their in-treatment growth. Uh, but thankfully, 90% of the kids did respond to the mycite treatment. And in my mind, the most important part is the proportional effect, meaning that the, the fastest progressors benefited the most and the slower progressors still benefited. And as a minus 10 again myself, I would have potentially, it's hard to say, we don't have this in our study, um, been able to save half, 50% uh, of my progression. So um, a minus 10 becoming a minus five, now that's a gigantic benefit, not only in eye health risk, but also in quality of life again. So for the first time, being able to show a proportional effect, uh, because maybe some of the previous literature was just saying, it's a fixed or absolute effect, right? And if we can only save a diopter, while that's important, is that the ceiling? And, and now we're able to show age by age, you add all that up together for as long as a child wears my site, whether they're minus one, minus four, ethnicity, um, you know, whatever age, they're gonna get their myopia progression rate reduced by about half. So that proportional effect is huge because now essentially, the fast progressors don't get shortchanged and everybody benefits. Yeah. I think those are some amazing findings. And I really like the one where you said the fast progressors mm -hmm. get better benefit. It could have yeah. easily been the other way. Yeah. So we now know that our really fast progressors can benefit maybe the most from myopia management. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. before we close out, is there any other cool stuff you want us to know about Cooper, Cooper Vision coming down the pike? 
Yeah, I think the priority of our company, of course, the contact lens for everyone, but in myopia specifically, we want to increase access, right? Every child around the world um, deserves the chance for their myopia to be slowed down, right? And the fastest we can get there is what we're going to back and support. So nearly one in four children do have meaningful astigmatism. And so for an on-label option for MySightToric, depending on whether the FDA can uh, help us get that fast-tracked or not, that'll serve in my estimation, about 4 million more children in the United States alone. Uh, and of course, uh, next year, uh, we'll have sight glass vision, a spectacle lens option um, to, to really control myopia progression. Also a three-year study done in over 20 sites around the country. So we always proceed with the, the evidence and the study design to back its efficacy. So we're really excited about that, particularly um, in younger children that may not be ready for contact lenses and the ability for the spectacle lenses to control uh, or to correct for astigmatism while controlling uh, through this novel diffusion optics technology. It's, it's a contrast mechanism, which is a little bit different than the myopic defocus, uh, but also uh, very exciting uh, to, as we look at our portfolio, to have a spectacle, a MySight, and then our OrthoK, uh, Paragon CRT, and IC for myopia management. So. Yeah. All great stuff, and I'm sure there's a lot more coming that you can't tell us about. <laughs> but I'd like to thank you, Dr. Quant, for being here. I'd like to thank the listeners for tuning in today, and I hope you all have a great night. Thanks, Dr. Bucker. It's great being here. Thank you.